and welcome to a special episode of James Bond and Friends. Uh, this episode will contain no direct spoilers, but we are going to discuss our first takes from seeing No Time to Die today, world premiere day. Yay. And for this, I'm joined by regular contributor Ben Williams and a special one-off guest, maybe twice-off guest, Mr. Doug Russell. Would you like to introduce yourself, guys? Hey, you all know me. I'm Ben Williams, uh, as James says, regular contributor to MI6 Confidential Magazine and the website mi6hq.com. And this is Doug. You don't know me at all because I've never been on the podcast before, but I'm here to bring the Johnny Q public guy on the street point of view to the uh, to the film today. Yeah. So what we did is um, we were all in the U.S., but you know, United Artists kindly put on press screenings for us that were simultaneous to the world premiere in London. In fact, I think mine actually started ahead of the London one. Mm. Um, and so what we thought we'd do as a little social experiment is we, we snuck in a, uh, a not hardcore James Bond fan to the early screening to get a uh, regular cinema goer, Marvel Easter kind of take on it. Mm. That'd be fair, Doug? Yeah. Um, so you've seen all the films. Just don't get me in trouble for the sneaking in part. That's all right. <laughs> well, I put I put you on the list because we wanted to see uh, reactions from from somebody who's not a hardcore fan because that, at the end of the day, is the audience they make the films for. It's the general public movie movie lovers who like this kind of thing. Hmm. So, without spoiling anything, <laughs> let's Which give is our initial be so fun. It's so hard. Um, ben, do you want to kick off with your your high level take? Yeah. Yes, yes, I do. And people that know me, and, and certainly anyone who listened to the last episode of the podcast, will know that I tend to uh, get very buoyed up and excited when I go to premieres. And sometimes I allow that excitement to um, kind of cloud my judgment in terms of my my reviewing, um, I, which was much as the case of, of um, uh, Skyfall Inspector. Um, so I, I did go in very much aware that I needed to be a bit dispassionate about this and and try not to kind of like go overboard. That said, five fucking stars. Um, <laughs> I, I, I loved it. I absolutely, absolutely loved it. Um, and I will say, uh, as, I, as I sort of said to the, the boys just before we started recording, um, I think other people out there are going like, to like it less. They're going to they're gonna like it they're going to like Skyfall probably more and they'll rate Skyfall or, or Casino Royale higher. Um, the, and they're not wrong because they're, be they're sort of, in the sense, better self-contained films. What this is is like a, 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 a like, it's like it reminds me of Empire Strikes Back in, in sort of tone um, and just that kind of sense of like uh, really standing out from the rest of the series. Um, and being its very own individual um, kind of film, I, I I could say so much, but I'll I'll pass on to 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 Doug. But I loved it. Oh, I enjoyed it too. I, I don't know if I'm five stars, and I guess that's the, that's the guy on the street take, right? It's right. um, yeah. Look, gritty, down to earth. I I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I loved the film. I did. Um, there's a few points in there that I, I question as, as a casual watcher. It's just like, what? Um, I, four out of five, three, 3.75 to four. I'm not <laughs> quite as enthused. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, as much as we can get into that, we will, but was it a good film? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I actually, 
it was different for me because, you know, going into this, I tried to watch it with a critical eye, not just, you know, two hours of eye candy where I can shut my brain off and just watch explosions. So I did try to actually watch the film and, mm. and understand subtle plot points and whatnot. And in doing that, it, it, uh, I, it paid a little more attention and it brought more out of the film and I appreciated it more. I think I would love to go back and watch it again so I can just get all of the visual and audio, audio stimulus going. Right. Mm. But, uh, no, incredibly enjoyable. Loved it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the good. We'll talk about the bad, but James, it's your turn. Well, I was just going to ask you as a follow-up question, Doug, as, as somebody going into it who's not, you know, you've seen all the films like once, right? Or twice. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, do you think the general audiences of, you know, of, of your buddies and stuff, mm-hmm. not, and Spectre being six years ago. Yeah, that long. Do you think that's going to impact general audiences' enjoyment of this film? I think the, connect, the connective tissue between these films that you well, for may me, not there's be no connective. It's too long ago, right? Okay. I, I saw. I think I saw it once. I think I saw it once with you, as a matter of fact. Right. You and I might have seen it together. So a lot of that is lost. I went into this yeah. film not remembering a whole lot of what happened six years ago. It, it assumes it's, it's, a lot of knowledge, doesn't it? Right? Yeah. yeah. It, it assumes yes, because it's you know, I'm a, I'm on the wrong podcast to say it's not my jam. I'm not Ooh. an ardent. Bond fan. I love right. the films. I've seen a lot of them. I enjoy them. But I don't study them like you guys do. I don't get in depth like you guys do. I watch lots of different films. So six years ago, you know how many movies I've seen? Yeah. <laughs> six years ago? Um, I think I think that might be a draw, James, actually, because it's been so long. People can be like, God, I haven't seen a Bond the film in the forever. Forgotten, the Forgotten Spectre might be a good mm. thing. It yeah. might It might actually be. It's like, oh, I haven't seen a Bond, Bond film in so long. It's not that Oh, that one film, God, that kind of stunk, or or I didn't like it as much. Will I go see this? It's going to be, oh man, it it's it, you know what else is a what else is out there, and b why not? It's Bond. It 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 does um, kind of make me realize why the uh, American, the U.S. trailer, the, right. the last drop was so much a um, previously on James Bond. Um, we need it, yeah, uh, and I can see that, and um, for. And I think that the, the, the producers, because they lived with this for, for so long um, over Daniel's whole tenure, um, it, it's kind of almost like a myopia, you know, where you're so close to something, you forget what it's like to not know things. Uh, you can't be, you can't right. disconnect. Um, and which is, which is why in some senses, they actually need somebody like Doug to come along and be like, who, who's that and why why is that happening yeah she's whose daughter wait what was she i remember they were like making out and stuff but what was her yeah i <laughs> it, it was there was a little bit of catch-up at the beginning of the film it's like yeah. okay you know by the end of the first act you're back into it but mm-hmm. yeah six years is a long time man and but having said that um it sort of plays into the the actual hiatus that the Mm-hmm. film has had so uh, in, in a sense because they are you, you know that bond has been away for so long in the movie it it ties into our real life experience of how how long bond has been away and in fact and i'm not spoiling anything because this is in the trailer you know when he walks into um you know mi6 and they uh you know he says bond and they don't know who it is right um it, it it's there's that kind of moment where the guy's like, I don't know who the hell you are. And 
I think that 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 plays into the into the whole kind of thing that a lot of people don't really remember everything. Um, but you know, I it, it's hard to hard to disconnect my own knowledge from it. But I felt like it just buoyed you along anyway. Mm. Uh, on the flip side of that, and again, no spoilers, but um, it, it it also kind of um, you know there there are there are certain things that um, you know you you're not really sure about how they connect, and that's even coming from somebody who is a super fan of this and does know you know the 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 films backwards there are moments for me where i'm just like uh what's going yeah. on here it, it's more of a, a spoiler discussion but there there are some logical disconnects and kind of like not yeah. all the not all the dots get perfectly joined up yeah which within I mean, the within the film itself let alone the, the tenure of craig yeah no a hundred percent james and, and and i feel like um i feel like that you know i should qualify my five-star review it's not a perfect film. Um, there are things about it that, you know, in 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 subsequent viewings and in retrospect, you know, will probably stand out more and maybe irk me more. Um, but on an initial viewing, those things that that don't quite add up don't mm-hmm. matter so much in the overall scheme of it. I mean, I guess I could say four point five stars just for the niggles, but um, <laughs> you know, it, that's where I'm at. You know, it's it's interesting because I'm listening to you guys talk about this and I'm like, I just, for me, it doesn't matter. It, you know, there's, there's things that don't connect, but because I'm not such a diehard ardent fan, it's just like, eh, it's like, oh, that didn't make sense. Oh, well, what's next? Yeah. Um, so those type of, of plot holes, especially stuff that goes back, you know, three and four movies ago, uh, I might notice it, but man, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to gloss right over it. It's not going to affect me the same way it would carry you guys. Right. So things we can talk about that aren't spoiler specific. Um, cinematography, um, uh, stunning, yeah. stunning film. And I, I mentioned this on before we started recording to you, Doug. It's like I, I think they were a little bit on the nose with the this is the end of Daniel Craig's tenure, so we're going to film the entire thing in sunset. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, a very, little bit. It's very warm. Um... Yeah, it's a very warm sun. It's a golden hour movie, isn't it? It's a golden it hour is. movie. Pra- practically the whole film is it, it feels is it <laughs> night or sunset? Yeah, and um, you know, which whether that was deliberate or not, because it's the end of his tenure. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very subtle. It does look beautiful. I was reminded a lot of that shot from Majesties with the helicopter raid mm. when you just get that shot of the sun peeking through the side of the helicopter yeah. and it's like one of the best shots someone there's probably 20 of those in this film yeah oh, easily you know i, I mean beautifully th- shot it's it's hard when you're going in and reviewing a film like you see it once and then you you've got all of these different things to think about score cinematography acting writing you know just all of this stuff kind of bombards at you and it's so difficult to kind of also just enjoy the film as well you know just like right. just, just like immerse yourself in the experience of it but those are some really standout moments um the cinematography is fantastic and within the, the that i should say production design on this film is just phenomenal mm-hmm. um just perfect production design it's hard to like really hard to find fault in how good just every every set is um 
it's it's bang on. It's absolutely bang on. What did you think, Doug? For coming from a uh, a fan of the Marvel series, right? The, sure. How absolutely. do you think? It, how do you think? How do you think the film stacked up against the kind of stuff that American moviegoers are used to seeing in I, recent years? Oh, it stacks up really well, and the fact that they ha- didn't have to use CGI on a lot of it, right? right. It, this, these were real, real stunts, real locations. Mm-hmm. It was, it was truly amazing. Something I noticed, and and it caught me right in the beginning of the film, was the sound design. Mm. The sound design in this mm-hmm. film is, oh my god, it's unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it puts yeah. you. The sound design puts you in Bond's shoes. You mm. are the character for much of this movie. Um, mm. So while, while I, I think we wa- can go ahead and say it because it's not much of a spoiler to say a grenade goes off, right? Mm. A grenade oh, yeah. goes off, and you are with Bond with the disorientation, mm-hmm. the ringing ears, and the everything, ringing ears and everything, and that is just through sound design. Yeah, right. And, and that and was and the I- first time it caught me. And and but if, it made me listen the rest of the film and. It, there are cues like that throughout the entire film where you go from you go from outside viewer to in his shoes and it was just it was just amazing there were there were in 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 regard to that Doug I would say that there were there were definitely times right so first thing I will say is like that sound design when you get that ringing in the ears you also get that bleeds into uh, the soundtrack the music there's the 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 uh, Matera chase right mm-hmm. uh, um, where it kicks off um you know is bond um kind of uh, concussed and it blends into that kind of pan zimmer kind of foghorn bullshit that he does right <laughs> but you know it's the first time i've actually gone yeah that actually that really that really works with this right and finally found a movie that it works on yeah um <laughs> and the other thing i would say is that um it's during some during some of the the, the action sequences as well, it, it, you I, I couldn't help but feel at times I was like, this is going to be an amazing video game, you know? Right. I, I was just like, oh, that level, yeah. You have to make sure <laughs> when you do that level, and then it it, it, it it it's one of those films that it does play like a video game in a lot of times, um, which is usually a criticism. Yeah. Um, but actually. So works in this context. It really, so this, really does. This is a very Bond nerd reference, but Peter Hunt is his editing style was once described as Connery looks at the door and the next shot is him walking through the door. Yeah, like it, it jumps in that logic. There is a shit ton of that in this film. Yeah, where somebody just looks across the room, bang, next location. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and there and to, for for it to be one of the the longest film in the franchise, there is a lot of economy in the editing. I mean, God knows how long it would be without it, right? I, I would just I, to to that point, James. I would say, what's the running time in this? Two 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 forty three. Two forty three. Wow. Did it feel like it? No, and that's that's a really good point. Actually, really good point because my my judgment of a movie is how many times I look at my watch, right? <laughs> if if I if I've looked at my watch three times during your movie, your movie sucks. It just does. I, the, I, the only time I looked at my my phone watch was um to to time how long Anna de Armas was in it. Um, Cause that <laughs> yeah. was one of my things that I wrote down before I went in. Yeah. Um, but you're right, Doug. I mean, how did you feel? Did you just like, did they, did it just zip along for you? The it first did. Time? No, it carried along. Well, look, there's some lulls in every film. There's some, you know, some, some plot building and there's some dialogue time in there, but um, I never once, I, I was surprised when you just said it was two forty three. I was actually surprised. Yeah. I thought it was a lot shorter than that. So no, this film, the pacing of this film goes really well. 
it's it's amazing that you know one of the criticisms when they talked about quantum solace was mm. you know uh, not just the editing style of it but that there was very little time to breathe you know right. we had we we have very few of those moments where you just needed to kind of decompress from what you'd just seen or the action and this is that's because there was no dialogue sequences <laughs> yeah solace, yeah relatively speaking compared to this yeah the, i mean quantum solace zips along but it doesn't ever it doesn't feel necessarily as balanced as this does because right. this has got lots of moments of like very high octane um action and where you you know and you are having these fast cuts and these fast edits but by that same token you've also got these these real kind of uh, expansions on character and time to um, to really absorb these little things, and even if it's just one line of dialogue that you know reveals a little bit more about a character, right? Um, that has so much more weight and resonance because of that. Um, and I, I and I and I feel like this is a nicely nicely balanced movie in that sense, and. To Doug's point, he says he looks at his watch. If I ever feel like I am, if I'm watching a movie and I have those moments of like, I'm watching a movie, you know, I've actually, <laughs> you know, yeah. I've, I've, I've come out of it somehow. Uh, that's when I know that it's, you know, it's not necessarily being successful. I didn't have really, honestly, at any point, a moment where I was like, I'm sitting in this theater and I'm watching this film, you know? Right. Yeah, uh, I, I was Agreed. immersed. Yeah, I was very immersed in it. So, Ben, you, you made a good point, and, and I'll ask you both this then. The, the action sequences, you, you talked mm. about, you know, how, how did you feel about, about the action sequences themselves compared to the, the history of the, of the genre, that film, you know, all these films we've put out all over the years. How did this one set up against the others as far as the action sequences go up? James, can I take this one? Yeah, because I think we're going to have very different views on it. Um, so here's my, here's my take on it. Um, are there better action films out there? Probably. Yeah, I would say there are. In fact, um, I, I've seen kind of like uh, Extraction recently came out, and that is just one long fucking action movie. and <laughs> But executed brilliantly, right? If you want to just watch a, a, a pure action movie, that's the one to go for. But what it what um no time to die doesn't kind of really do is kind of um i mean i mean the physical fighting for example um you know bond isn't bond isn't as say um you know pr as proficient as some of these other action stars are i mean he's very mm -hmm. he's very physical he's very strong and he he gets the job done but it doesn't feel like you're you're watching one of those kind of action movies Sure. Um, and similarly, in the in the the car chases, you know, the, there's been a a kind of a, a a leaning into doing this kind of I'm in the car and the camera's in the car and we're shaking around and that car's hit us now. You know, um, they don't do that in favor of this kind of more um, aerial. Um, you know, you mm -hmm. get a sense you get a sense of um, what, what you what you don't get a lot in in, in car chases is actually a sense of uh, geography. Right. Um, whereas with this, you kind of understand, you know, where the exits and entrances are to the town and where they're going and how, you know, it, it just, it, it moves beautifully, um, in that respect. So I, I, I really, I, I thought they were great. I didn't, and sorry to take up too much time, James, but I, so I, I didn't really like, 
Anna Armas' action, even though it was really well performed, mm-hmm. uh, um, and she was very kick ass in it and, you know, awesome, but it didn't, it felt incongruous in a way. It didn't feel yeah. like it, it fitted with the rest of the, uh, the no. fight scenes and the action that other people were doing. She suddenly became like. A, they, they, they were both Bond and Paloma very laissez faire in that whole sequence. Like, they knew they were both getting out of it, it felt like. And yeah, so yeah, they were sitting around before, sitting around after. There didn't seem any kind of urgency or uh there didn't you know, seem a, yeah, there's no urgency, there's no there's no threat, there's no risk. You don't you know, the only right. thing that I thought about, because we all know that she's only wearing that dress in dress dress that's I actually can't finish this sentence because I realise it will be a spoiler. Um but you understand what I'm trying to say. It's like Oh, fuck, I can't say it, can I? Jesus. Um, <laughs> no. Um, but again, I just... It, it, I, I, I agree with you. It was incongruous with the rest of the film yeah. that the Cuba sequence was. Yeah. yeah. Be- beautiful as the Cuba sequence is, and that's set because all of Cuba is a set, believe it or yeah. not. Um, I, I watched that and I was just like, that is a, that's an incredible set, and they filmed that so well. Um, but... Also, just the idea that uh, I mean, I, again, this is this is stuff for Friday, so I should shut my mouth, but because I'm getting excited. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a be- beautiful, beautiful film, and uh, the acting, uh, sorry, the 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 action is um, is is for the for the most part really excellent. Yeah, um, my take on it is there is a reason for most of the action sequences which you can't say for other films in the series, especially the Brosnan era, right? Um, Where it was joined the dots between the action sequences we've already agreed to film. So they were there for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, They were executed flawlessly. Yep. Um, But, and here's my but. Mm. um, Here's your but. I I thought they looked better in the trailer. Yeah. Like, I I thought the action looked better in the trailer than it did in the film. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, the the jumping off the bridge stunt, which like we've seen it from twenty seven angles mm-hmm. in the trailers, mm-hmm. it, it didn't have a wow factor in the film, and maybe that's because we've seen it twenty seven angles from the trailers. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't really, I don't think, a single standout stunt shot that you'd go home and talk about from this film. I think that would have been different if they hadn't played that to death. You know. Right. That could have been the the, the bungee jump um, from Goldeneye. It, you right. know, it, it it has it is an incredible stunt, um, and it works. Also, it, there's a reason behind it in the in in the narrative as well. You know, like it's not just like oh, I'm jumping off this bridge, um, but I think it has been played to to death somewhat. And I think we're you know we're so used to it, and we know what's yeah. what, in, you know when you see the when you see the the car pulling into into the town in the first shot and you see the bridge in the background you're like oh he's going to jump off that later you know <laughs> um, so so there is that and um yeah i i have a buddy who's a a, a fight director for movies right and one of the things that he uh, and he he teaches stage combat as well and I've I've taken a few classes with him, and one of the things that he always says is like, um, doesn't matter how good the fight sequence is, if you don't have a sense of what they're fighting for, then it's not right. 
then then it's just fighting for the you know for for the sake of fighting and you know there there are so many different dynamics you can put into that right what they're fighting for what the what the differences of strength are necessarily you know um those those are things that can really create a a a, a sense of tension um i will say this i think that um the 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 car chase which we've all i'm not spoiling it because it's very much in the trailer um it it is so much better than the spectre car chase oh yeah by by such a such a wide margin um even though essentially you get a similar thing which is bits of dialogue and exposition happening during yeah and a phone call <laughs> and a phone call yeah and 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 seeing watching people's fridges and right yeah um yeah I, should we uh, should we should we step on to the next thing the next thing i had on there was humor on my list to talk about because a lot of was a lot of was a lot was bigged up about phoebe while the bridge is going to come out and it's going to be like really witty and clever <laughs> I think the 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 writing was pretty sharp. I think, um, but it's not a gag a minute like some people thought it might be. The the which writing is a good is, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I love. I like the callbacks. Right, there were a couple yeah. Bond callbacks with the 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 quippy witty one liner. Right, we had a couple of those, mm. but we didn't need twenty of them. You know, there is there is a character in there who serves as comic relief a bit mm, which yeah. was he was a little annoying but okay fine but yeah it wasn't it wasn't we're not, we're not talking about q we're talking about somebody else in the film no, we, won't no. say, we won't say who it is but there's mm. there's basically a slapsticky character mm. yeah. um who is practically the the actual villain um <laughs> but um, i would i would i would concur with that actually um, but Q gets Q. Ben Wishore's Q is just perfection. Oh, and brilliant! Yeah, steals, there's no steals, steals every scene he's in. Mm, yeah. um, and I think after coming out of Spectre, mm. I think they went into this writing it, knowing that he would steal the scenes anyway. Yeah. So why not let him have it, right? And and yeah. he does. And a lot of it is brilliant. non-verbal humor. There's a lot of sight gags in this it's, film. It's such a shame in some senses because we've got a phenomenal cast, and particularly the. Um, you know the gang from MI6 are comprised. Scooby-Doo gang. The Scooby Doo gang are comprised <laughs> of very good actors. Uh, I feel like Rory is really kind of shortchanged throughout his his tenure. Is I've I've seen him do um, oh god, what was it? Um, Othello, right? And where is Iago? And he was just fucking amazing well both both him and wishaw were in king richard the third yeah. right yeah. um so they're really very 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 good actors um but wishaw has definitely given the material and uh, you know rory Kinnear is kind of like he's he's not hard done by necessarily but he's just there you know um which is uh, fine, I guess, if you want to pay day. Um, there are some strange, uh, like you, you wouldn't expect to see one quarter of the Mary Whitehouse experience in a Bond film. <laughs> you know what's funny, Ben? You know what's funny, Ben is I was watching the live stream of the red carpet um, before I left, and I saw that person you're talking about <laughs> on the red carpet. I was like, oh, because he's a friend of Phoebe Waller Bridge because he was in Fleabag. Oh, uh, of course. And yeah. I was like, oh, he's there because he's Phoebe Waller Bridge's friend. Yep. Did not expect him to show up in the film. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was almost. That's the it only. It was like milky, I think, milky. I think, yes, exactly. I think that is literally the only time I came out of the film. You know, like of 
<laughs> I was just like, oh, fuck me. Um, uh, yeah, and um, but but overall, I, I think you know um, the 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 writing isn't necessarily humor. I think there's a couple of gags that fall fall fairly short. Um, uh, you know uh, the tea set gag, um, but <laughs> did, did did you spot that one, Doug? Oh, I love that one. Are you kidding me? Did you? So did you before, laugh? Before, before we went in, so um, years ago, me and Doug used to work together, and we had this idea where we'd do this pull out draw, right. um, where we would have a laser cut etched foam draw with a you know a bottle of scotch and two glasses, right? Right. right. And then you can close it, and nobody knows it's there. Right. And I was like, Doug, when you're watching the film, just watch out for our, our little draw thing, and then. Yeah, it, it is, but it's a oh, tea set. Okay. It's a tea set. <laughs> um, it's a nice gag. I, I feel that there were better gags. And but to be honest with you, like there's a lot of people out there that say Quantum of Solace is humorless. Um, I I I think it's very dry, and it's got some really nice gags in it. And I think that um, you know, like teachers on sabbatical, really genuinely made me laugh <laughs> out loud. And not you know, Tosca's not for everyone. I think is just a is a great line. Um, there's none of that really. Um, which is a shame, but the, uh, the humor does come from the situation. They're not stuck on one line as though they thought that's a clever sure. pun. How do we work it in? Uh, right. And, right. And when they do do that, there is one particular one that kind of relates back to the title a bit that um, I felt was pretty shit. To be yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was. And, and I think anybody else delivering that line, I mean, you know, it's very sort of Seagal era. Um, uh, it's, it was almost let off some steam, Bennett. It was almost, it? it was almost let off some steam. Um, but otherwise, I have to say that the the there may not have been great humorous moments, but the dialogue between the characters is really well written. You know, you really believe in these people if you can understand what they're saying. Um, sometimes I just didn't understand what Safin was saying at all. Um, yeah, that was a tough yeah. one. Yeah, um, I, I, I can I just pick that up before we jump on? Which is like Rami Malek made a big fuss of about this in pre-production on an old publicity about how he didn't want to be just some generic like Russian-sounding villain, right? Right. And he was, and his voice is in the trailer, so it's no spoilers that he. Yeah. It just sounds like he's got marbles in his mouth. It's really hard to, and especially I'm, I'm slight, I'm hearing impaired. I'm deaf in one ear, and I tend to watch television with. Um, you know, subtitles on because I, my hearing is deteriorating. Um, and so, you know, I was really going, oh, where are the subtitles? I really could do with some subtitles on this. Yeah. Um, but not not just specifically for that character. There was a couple of times where I was just like, I, I mean, and this is, uh, you know, maybe just specific for me because of uh, not being able to hear too good, but there were definitely times where I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying, but I get the joke. I, 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 towards the end, I couldn't either. Ben, there was those yeah. bits of um, Safin's dialogue which were key to explaining what was going on. And, and you just get lost. And it yeah. was inaudible. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was inaudible. But you, because of the, uh, I mean, and it's a, uh, uh, you know, again, not giving too much away, but it's a very important thing that, you know, that you, right. sh you should be understanding because, but you then, but then by context, and reaction and all of the rest of it you go oh right i get it but you don't get it from what he says no um, you, you I, I, could, I can just imagine yeah. i can just imagine bigger audiences with some little old lady front what's he doing what's what that? did he say yeah. what? What? right yeah. there's gonna be a lot of that yeah you understood him better at the beginning of the film when he had that mask on he was right. easier to understand then than he was at the end of the film 
just talking. It was it was interesting. What a great pre-title sequence, by the way, guys. Um, you know, I just I think it's it's really it's really solid, isn't it? I mean, um, I did like somebody put up a tweet poll. It's like, do you think the pre-title sequence is going to be connected to the film? I was like, it's twenty minutes. I don't think they're going to throw twenty minutes away. Yeah. Oh no. A la Octopussy or something. No. Like, it was just like completely disconnected from the film. Oh, so. don't get me wrong. I love, I love my Octopussy pre-title sequence. I think it's one of the best in the series. Um, but this, this, um, this definitely connects people. <laughs> it definitely connects. <laughs> don't show up late. Yeah. Do not no, show up. no, no. Yeah. Um, learn to speak French. Um, it could be from, really, from another movie. Uh, it, could be, it could potentially... And, I, I think it's going to wrong foot a lot of people. Oh, it will. It will. Absolutely. And a lot of people are not going to like it. Um, in oh, sense. I, was, I was on the edge of my seat, to be honest it, with you. With, with what was going down and what you thought was going to happen, I was like, no, they're not. No, yeah. they're not. They better not. That doesn't happen in these movies. Yeah. And right at the end, it was like, okay, thank goodness, because I didn't need that to start the movie. I can tell you something, Doug, that, you know, because you're more of a a, a lay person in, in respect to this. Oh, wow. Ouch. Um, <laughs> I, I would, I would, what I would say is that they have broken a lot of, of, of conventions in this movie, a lot. And where, um, where sometimes people say, oh, they're going to they're gonna break a convention, they just kind of twist it and they'll do something different or defy mm-hmm. your expectations. This doesn't do that. It just tells a different kind of story and ignores... Well, what the formula is in a sense. You, you know that four guys describing an elephant thing. Yeah. I, I do feel like the pre-title sequence was conceived by somebody who hadn't seen a James Bond film but had been told about them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like everything was like slightly off. Yeah, like because they hadn't seen one. And, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's great that yeah. they get to experiment and nothing should be set in stone. Um, but when Kerry Fukunaga did that kind of like, I call it the ASMR trailer where he's like three dots come across the screen yeah. and then da, 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 da. I thought, Oh, here's a guy that understands conventions of it. No, yeah. it, that was completely wrong footing as, and he threw that all out. What he made probably the first five to eight minutes of the movie feels like some kind of Scandinavian, um, art house horror. Yeah, uh, home I was expecting it like to be shot in like a blue tone, right? This this Ooh. Arctic blue out in the middle of no. Yeah, it, I 100% agree with you. It was, I didn't and know where it was going. I was just genuine, genuine scary moments. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, the, like you don't expect kind of horror in your James Bond. And I mean, sure, it's in a sense, I wish Phil was here to be able to, to discuss this too. But there's, you know, there are a few moments in Bond films where you you, you lean into the, the horror moonraker particularly does that in in two levels of just mm-hmm. uh, actually being <laughs> scary and also just oh my god um but that was a that was a kind of a joke by the way i mean um, <laughs> you, you could take safin out you could put you could put michael myers in there you could put chucky in there and it would, it, no, i'm serious i mean that's you exactly you could. You could take him out and put one of those other two characters in there, and it would be the same scary movie, right? Yeah. All the reactions from the the characters around that person. The same thing. It was, It was. yes, a little mini suspenseful... Norwegian, Norwegian slasher. Yes, it was. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cab- Cabin on the Lake. That would be the serious name. Um, 
I yeah. did like the match cut that they did to take you from the past yeah. to the te- to present. Um, and yeah. that's, that's the directorial thing versus an editing thing, but um, yeah. beautifully done. And they didn't have the one thing that I spotted in its absence was mm. there were no location title cards, <laughs> right? With oh, yeah. Not even not even like Tangiers, right, yeah. or anything. That yeah, they, yeah, it yeah. was just you went from a character in the middle of nowhere wondering how they're <laughs> going to get out of the situation to, bang, we're in another location. Here we are and in Jamaica. <laughs> and it didn't feel strange. No. Uh, I, 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 will, I will say that the direction on this is fucking first class. Um, he's, Kerry Fukunaga is a, he's, a really good director to be able to do exactly as James is saying, you know, just to be able to zip you along in certain ways that doesn't feel there were, there were a couple of points where I was kind of like, you know, why are we here now? Suddenly, um, you know, um, yeah. But, but, I, I remember talking to the now late John Gardner about doing yeah. his novelizations of the Bond movies. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, it's fun because you get in the movie, they jump from like one location to another and he has to come up with the chapter that explains the bridge between the two. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so glad nobody's tasked with novelizing this because what a, what a nightmare oh to have to yeah. stitch this together because obviously it's designed as a film and it takes you on the yeah. ride. Yeah. Um, trying to explain to somebody how they move the film between these locations, I, it, it would be a challenge. Yeah. Very, very long chapters. I do want to just quickly, I mean, this is, this is sort of an aside, but um, a lot has been made of Anna de Armas's, um appearance in the movie, uh, you know, her, her role. Um, and I was kind of like really, really excited for a, um, you know, a very kick-ass character and a, you know, agent, in, agent on the ground sort of kind of person. And... Um, it, this is just a personal take. I didn't like what they did. <laughs> well, I, I like the ambiguity of it. Oh yeah, the ambiguity is great because. But then again, you also go. But it was unnecessary to do that because right. um, you know it just it, it then makes you question why why bother? <laughs> you know why did she bother to do do that? Right. You know, like. It, but yeah, but there is nuance there that perhaps is is more than just on the surface. Um, but, it's, but again, it's she was para- her character was created last minute. She was yeah. parachuted in just before filming started. Fukunaga kind of put that character in there late. Um, it, that, that whole, that, I think that's why that's the bit of the film. I don't think that works. I, I yeah. really wanted it to. Yeah. I think she's great. Yeah. It, it kind was, of just doesn't. It was an odd departure. Yeah. Um. I understood the the ballroom scene, right? Mm. It's it's a it's a pivotal point, but yeah. the stuff around it, I was confused. I'm like, okay, who is this? And her, the the persona she puts on when the scene starts, and what you see throughout the scenes and at the end were two completely different things. Yeah. And it was a, for me, it was a little confusing. Like, wait, didn't you say you were that? So you're yeah. you, you, you're not that pro. Uh, yeah. And then she's gone. It's like, yeah. wow, what just, okay. What, and, well, what was the secret? Why did they, you know, yeah, what were uh, they trying to do what, there? And that's my point, Doug. It doesn't matter at the end. Do you know what I mean? Like the fact that there is, <laughs> that there are levels here, right, to this, to this character ultimately yeah. doesn't, doesn't. Oh, it played no part. It, 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 yeah, it just, it's sort of like, uh, okay, well then 
okay, well, now I know that. Bye. <laughs> yeah, it could have been, hi, man, I'm your tour guide. Let's go kick some ass. Yep. All right, we're done. Bye. Yeah, and that, in a way, uh, might have been might have been better. I don't know. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. I really want to hear Lisa's take on this. I really, really want to hear oh, Lisa's take. I, I, had, I, I was thinking about her a lot while we were watching this. Yeah. Like, oof. <laughs> I, yeah, she's 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 got some material here to work with, and um, you not uh, mostly. I would say from from uh, from her perspective, I think this film is gonna mostly be be appreciated and good. Uh, but I think she's gonna have some fun with the uh, no, not without missteps. Not without missteps. Yeah. That's, that's Speaking right. of missteps, can we talk about acting? Mm. Yeah. Sure. Doug, what did you think of the cast? Oh, um, top notch. I mean, holy crap. I, th- I a, thought there's a lot of people in this film. There's a lot of people in this film. Um, we, we, we go from the man with the golden <sighs> gun that's got four, four people in it, right? You know, honestly. So this has got like 25. I'm, I'm going to be the bad guy here. Maybe the weakest link is the big bad. It's the villain. I thought through no fault of his own, but I thought that that villain, that character, the way they built it, the way they described it, it was the weakest link of all of them in the film, in my opinion. I, I think he was he was overstylized. He's he's the big bad. He lives, you know. It just there was. I, I, how do I describe this? In, in past movies, right, the, the villain is established as somebody you, as a viewer, start to hate. They do some things that are despicable. Mm-hmm. You you become on the you know you're you're with Bond. Like we got to get that guy. We got to nail that guy. And in this movie. I just didn't feel like it was like, okay, well, you did that. Well, I don't blame you for doing that. Right. You're going to do what now? You're going to, you're gonna, oh, okay, well, yeah, I get it. I guess that's who you are. It didn't. Well, I, I, to that point, Doug, right, the first bit of his kind of motivation, right, is laid out pretty nicely. And you understand. And I got it. But you yeah. sympathized with him. That's the thing. Yeah. You sympathize you... with him. Why, why am I sympathizing with the big bad in the final Bond movie? Right. But, but here's the other thing, Doug, right? Once, once that part of his um arc so to speak is resolved right mm-hmm. and he's achieved the what has been set up as his um almost his plan right yeah it's almost like so why are you doing the rest of this yeah that, you know like i didn't it understand did, it didn't what his motivation was it's like quit while you're ahead yeah, yeah you 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 did what you needed to do you got yeah you did it yeah. you got it good job all right and, wait what you're doing what why? why why are you doing this now uh, yeah, and it didn't make sense really for that character to to do that. There was just it's, it was almost like, well, I suppose I've got this stuff now, and may as well. But didn't yeah. even even Bond called him on that, didn't he? Yeah. I could have sworn there was there was some dialogue in there, dialogue in there where Bond is like, "What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, what? It's you know, why are you doing all this? What's the point? Yeah. Um, we, we me and Doug chatted after the film closed because oh, oh, you God, gave it away, close. and um, I remembered a discussion Purvis and Wade had around The World Is Not Enough when they were writing that film and they found themselves trapped because they made Renard too, um, you sympathized with Renard too much as the audience. And they had to rewrite it a few times and get help because audiences were sympathetic. You could sympathize with Renard. The last thing you want is an audience sympathizing with the villain, right? I feel that they fell into that trap this time. So what they did with Thanos, right? Is they made you understand his motivation, but not agree with it, you know? Okay, there's some. There's probably a, a percentage of the 
of the world out there that goes, yeah, we should wipe out 50% of the universe. But, but for the majority of people, you, you, can, you can understand that character's motivation and still, you know, uh, vilify him. You, you still, yeah. you, don't, you don't really get that with, with Safin. A lot of his menace actually comes across as kind of, um, I don't want to say pitiful, but it's creepy. Kind of, yeah, creepy and sad in a way. Yes. I think um, all three words, creepy, sad, and pitiful. All. Wow. Um, so so if, you, if you took his disfigurement away, his funny voice and his mask, mm. I think a lot of that is where his menace comes from. Mm. Not necessarily these actions, uh, which I think is a problem. Yeah. Um, but overall... I mean, considering what you said before, James, about how many people are in this movie, um, and I again, I you know, apart from Rory Kinnear, doesn't really get anything. Um, on the whole, people are given time to to shine a little bit. Um, maybe not much because there is so many people in it, um, but you understand who these people are. There are often films where you have a, a, a larger cast. And people kind of vanish in the in the in the background. We all know that Aliens is one of my favorite movies of all time, but I don't know who Crow and Wisbaski are. You know, and, <laughs> you know they do nothing. Um, and and you, you know, you need to be able to kind of have spend these spend these moments with people. And what this film does allow you to do is spend enough time with these people to kind of get them. Um, Except for Safin. He's heavy in the first act, disappears for two thirds of the movie, and comes around in the last fifteen minutes. It's like we're it. There was opportunity to build the villainy. It Mm. it could have been little bits. It could have been uh, flashbacks. Who knows? There was opportunity to build him better, and I just I don't know if it ended up on the cutting room floor. If it just wasn't something they wanted to do, but I think I don't know. I think they could have built his villainous character better. So you you didn't you might have like you said. You sympathized, but you don't agree. Yeah. And, and we never turned that corner with him. I didn't feel like we turned that corner to, I don't agree, you're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah, and uh, you know the stakes, the stakes are higher than really any Bond film since the sort of 70s, I guess. Um, and it's a welcome return of that kind of, um, again, no, no spoilers here. If Global you've, threat. If you've watched the trailer, you have heard you know, it is a global threat. And, you know, that's that part of it makes you realize that he needs to be stopped. What he's doing, what he plans to do, you know, does motivate you to go, you got to stop him. But you don't, sure. you, you don't want to stop him personally. You know, you don't dislike him. Yeah, or, it's like, dude, don't just don't do that, right? It's not like, <laughs> not I'm going to put stuff. a bullet in your brain. You just want to slap his hand and go, don't, knock it no, off, kid. Stop, stop doing it. You got, you, you could just don't do it. Just don't go do play it. through toys. Yeah. yeah. And unlike, say, Goldfinger, where, you, you know, you've got a villain who's got a, a scheme um, that is, you know, it's not re- it's not that, I mean, it's going to collapse an economy and do all sorts of kind of stuff, but he does it with such kind of you know charisma and you know there's he's malik is a great actor and he's and he does what he does in this film very well but i didn't feel like there was any like there was not a lot of charisma coming off him you just sort of felt yeah 
you, you sort of wanted to put him in the naughty corner. And yeah. that's about it, really. But everybody else, um, I have to say, does a really nice job. I wanted to say this. I, I, in fact, I said this before we started recording. Um, the dialogue is excellent, right? And the actors that we've got in here are excellent. I do feel that there is less chemistry between, you know, Madeline and Bond than, than, than there might be. I mean, it, it, you, what, what you hear them say and how they act together kind of you fill in the blanks of, 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 of that relationship, but it didn't necessarily resonate for me. I didn't feel, I, I, I didn't feel, I didn't believe the love. I saw it and I heard it, but you know, it just, this is, uh, this is a Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis and Top Gun, right? Yeah. I'm sorry the, the, to say the, the it chemistry is. just, you, you want them to have chemistry. You see yeah. it on the screen. There's lots of, rolling around and stuff going on but you just don't buy it do you feel did you feel that doug when you uh, uh, look i'm well, the better thing to ask is did you not feel it yeah. yeah both yes i i will get flack for this and i'll never be invited back but <laughs> there was there was a moment where i was looking at craig and looking at her going jesus he's old and she <laughs> looks so young i was almost yeah. like Dude, she looks she um, younger in this film than she did Inspector six years oh, absolutely. ago. Absolutely, she looks. And, and he's, what? he's gone plus six, and she's gone nine minus six. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 There, there was a. He is very gritty, and she is very young and pretty. And it was almost mm. this like, yeah, this is. I don't want to say creepy. That's not fair. Love is love. I'm not trying to judge, but a little bit of me was like, yeah, man. Um, yeah, but if the love is there, and you know, you can sense it. But it wasn't. But, but it You're wasn't. Right. Yes. No. And it wasn't. You know, it, and it's scripted as such, and you can say those words, but yeah. you, you know, there, there has to be something else there as well. And it just and that, and that for me, the, which is essentially the emotional core of this whole fucking film, right? Um, excuse my French. I always swear on this podcast. I'm sorry, um, but that is really the the, the the driving core emotionally of this movie. Um, and it and it didn't. It just didn't quite didn't click. click. Didn't quite click. That yeah. is not, I have to say, a fault of either of the actors. Um, Sadu does great work in this film. Um, Agreed. Uh, and there, and you, and you really, you know, there are there are probably two, maybe three moments where you know she she really is the emotion is coming out of her, and you you really feel it right yeah um and craig likewise he's been a he's been a good a great actor for a really long time and we've been very lucky to yeah. have him in this role uh, just it's just not clicking uh, to me the best scene for them as a relationship was the kitchen scene i thought yeah. that was that was yeah. great yeah and again like no stakes just two people talking and it was really mm -hmm. well done um yeah when when there were no stakes i thought it was at its best um, that, I remember the world, of, I, yeah. So, I, was just, I was just gonna say that moment of of, of breathing that they yes. had there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that that brief glimmer of normal, right? They yeah. had it. They had it for just just a second. They had in normal. Yeah. And that was that was really cool because you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even 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 they can have just a moment of of being human and being normal. It doesn't yeah. last, but you know yeah. that yeah. that was a good moment, James. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I remember at the world premiere when the torture scenes on and you know she says i love you 
there were a couple of people in the audience that kind of went like, very audibly, right? And that must have been heartbreaking for like the cast and crew to hear (laughs) at the premiere that nobody bought it. Yeah. Um, Mm. They do a lot better job in this, but it's still not quite there. But they, they do a better job of it. But I think a lot of that comes down to really polished writing. Um, the writing is good here. Um, it's very easy to be uh, dismissive and critical of of, of of essentially family entertainment movies, which what Bond is. No, right? by, by the way, this is not young kid family entertainment. This movie, we should say that straight out. Oh, of yeah. all the of all the twelve A Bond movies, this is not the one for kids under 12 no by uh, any means no it, it, it it's a it's an adult it's an adult movie um and and it, as they say in australia adult themes um <laughs> i didn't do that well but like anyway um so yeah i i but i do but i think everybody everybody is sort of good in it um you know right down to the like the the you know the the, the featured extra two line kind of dudes who are like, oh, I've got your baggage yeah. here or whatever. Yeah, milky, milky guys. Oh, yeah. Can, can I mention the cameo that I noticed? So I lived, I lived in Scotland for a number of years. Right. So I'm, I'm a little bit familiar with the culture and I, I do that watch Mock the, Week. the accent. Oh yes. Well, I watch, I, I still watch Mock the week and there's, yeah. there's a, there's a cameo. Yes, in there that's that the guy me, we're talking about. Yeah. That's the milky, milky that guy we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Made me smile. Yeah. I saw that. I was just like, Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and he's it. and he's great in it. Um, and you, you know, <laughs> he's, he's sort of, I think for a yeah, I think for a lot of um, uh, British uh, fans, um, mm-hmm. that cameo will stand out a lot more and and have probably a little bit more oh, res- res- resonance. Yeah. But, um, over here, where most people aren't going to know what was going yeah. on there. So but, I've got a question. Yeah. Can I steer for a second? Do you guys yeah, mind? Yeah. yeah. So okay. Um, and, and I want I want a professional opinion on this as as the layman, as we've talked about so many times. So, in the words of this movie, does that bother you, Doug? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so here's here's my question, and here's my my. I want to get your take on this, and this is my observation. But this these these five movies for me have I think been the best Bond front to back have been the best and here's why this has been the most believable bond character that i have seen we've seen you know super spies i've got the guns i've got the girls i've got the car i've got the the gadgets you've got a laser pointed to my crotch i don't care i'm getting out of it we we just knew right we watched it for the action oh how's bond gonna get out of this one right this series of films gave bond humanity it gave him personality it gave him a relatable quality that that i think resonated with a lot of people we we saw we see him as as 007 but damn he's human Mm -hmm. and he's got flaws he's got emotions he gets stepped on he gets betrayed um and i gotta say that's something i have i have really appreciated about this and i think it shows up in this film in things like the car chases and and the action sequences they're not over the top they're not grandiose they're good don't get me wrong they're executed very well but they are very they were they are what you would expect to see in that situation you know we're not having cars jumping over 20 other cars landing softly and continuing down the road right you're 
you're running people off the road. You're you're doing the things you would do in these normal car chases and these normal action scenes. They make sense. They're grounded. Mm. And I've really enjoyed these movies because they feel grounded and the characters are relatable. And Bond is, while he's this super spy, you feel for him, man. You, mm. you actually have emotion for him. And I just, I wanted to ask you guys, having your breadth and depth of knowledge of all the Bonds, mm. it, what, is my take clear is it good am i just uh, only seeing it because <laughs> I, this is all i know very well or? Uh, say george and tim have entered the chat um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was just i was just gonna say james um they, they I, I on the you, pre- were, on, were you on describing red, timothy dalton or? yeah on, on the red carpet they were talking about how this is like bond's finally got an emotional arc and everything i was just like wanting to punch throw Ooh. something at the screen because it's like they have airbrushed on a Majesty's Secret Service out of mm. any mention and any publicity to this film, and yet the composer basically lifts half the score from that film. Yeah. Um, yeah. And did I just piss off all of your fans, by the way? No, because no, 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 you, no not at all. Okay. Because that is, you know, general audiences <laughs> won't go back and pick one film out of twenty-five and go, "This is what they lifted." Yeah. Um, it's a little bit disingenuous for them to have done that. I think. Um, uh, I just I, I saw I George Lazenby was at. He the, went to the, the LA premiere. He went to the LA premiere wearing a you know like just a kind of like I, I mean you know it wasn't a, it wasn't a black tie event but like it was just like there's so much of you this know, film yeah. that 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 has its hooks into On a Majesty's Secret Service like and and not even not even just kind of um, subtly you know like the score is like actually from that movie. And right. he, you know, See, I, I would never know. I wouldn't right. know, right? Well, it, it just, yeah, yeah. I, I'd say, um, you know, the Being James Bond documentary where they talk about Craig having the redemption because yeah. he had such shit press for Casino Royale before the film came out, and when the film came out, it was a success, and that was his redemption. I'm like, for George Lazenby, this is 52 years. Yeah, 52 years of a redemption arc in yeah. in in this yeah. film, but for the series to actually say. We're very sorry, George. You were onto something. <laughs> and and also, I would say as well, um, Dalton is yeah. is is there not just in a car spirit, you know. Um, it, it, one of the things that this film definitely does is bring these kind of weird, incongruous things from other Bond movies yeah. into it. Um, Thankfully, well, they didn't use the ninjas and license to yeah, go. But, but do, do, do you know what's do you know what's funny though, James? It's like one of my biggest gripes, and I had a big I had a big sort of conversation with Phil about this once. Was like, yeah, but the you know Bond shouldn't have that Aston Martin because that was you know he's not the same guy, and it's you know I got into that whole that was my stance for a long time, and um, you have some seriously incongruous stuff going on here that shouldn't work. But absolutely does, um, and I can't. Yeah, really... they, and they don't. They don't try and explain it. No, and that's what I was it, it say. literally. I mean, and it's in the trailers, and yeah. it's in all the publicity shots. He's got the V eight, yeah. right from the living day eyes. It's not explained. It's, it's not even shown where he's at. Yeah. All of a sudden, the cloth comes off and he drives Ten off. Years. Right. <laughs> Ten years. Right. It doesn't even tell you where he is. No. And you don't mind. You assume you assume it's the UK because he turns up in the UK like to to a shot later. But like 
He well, could... didn't they in that shot? Didn't we see the the bulldog sitting there? It looked like his like yes, his little yes, storage space. Yeah, yeah, his storage locker. But okay. it wasn't it wasn't telegraphed. It wasn't a Sam Mendes. Let's slowly <laughs> roll the door up with yeah. Judy Dench looking and do the theme music. It was just bang sure. done. Get it done. Move on. Yeah, yeah. I I, see, I, I wouldn't have known. I looked at it and went, "Wow, cool car." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I missed I, it. And it, it it it's it's really how you do homage to other films bond films before have tried to do this even on a majesty secret service did it right with the, the, with the desk drawer full of yep. gadgets and stuff yep. clunky um, bit yep. that, that was very clunky and in die another day there you go first mention on the podcast um was you know you get that that clunky cue sequence with all of the gadgets from the past as well and it's and it's kind of like very shoehorned in and it's very you know it's too on the nose whereas this somehow even having a very on the nose car of like another an entirely different bond had that car right two of them <laughs> and somehow yeah. and somehow you're like yeah okay i'll go with that are we talking like, about the old car or the new car but both in the, in, in a... they've okay. both they've both existed in previous yeah. bonds owned okay. by different bonds signature cars yeah. first their bond. but yeah. i thought it was for me it was cool I, was like, I, I get it was a throwback but i liked the tie-in right i wasn't offended like oh how dare they you can't use that car into their bond head i'm like why I, this is a different a... universe this exists outside of that let's 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 pay some tribute to it it's a, i think it's a, a neat easter egg for those who notice it for those who don't it's just it's just a cool car I've just had a thought, right? You know, in Skyfall, when when he goes down to the arches and he opens up the lockup, and like there's the the, the DB5 there, right? right. And, there's, and there's a bunch of other arches. Do you think in every <laughs> in every other one, there's just a different like, like there's Wet Nelly in one of them, you know? And... Right. Although there was a little Wet Nelly uh, nod as well in this <laughs> film, wasn't there? Did I miss uh, it? With the little raised eyebrow from 007 when. They go underwater. Oh, yeah, mm. it's great. Yeah, yeah. That little thing. And There's... I think I think David, our regular um, uh, podcaster, will be happy to to when he sees the movie to realise that 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 the physics of that were <laughs> were addressed. I know that that was a it was a it was a big issue. What were they David addressed? Lee. Well, it, I mean, it it doesn't it it doesn't just it lands a bit first, right? <laughs> and then it, and then it retracts. It doesn't okay. just. Well, we shouldn't speak in code about things that. Uh, spoiler, but um, well, it's in the trailer. It's, it's in, in the, the trailer. trailer. It is. So, yeah, so, so, should we talk about the score quickly, and then we've got to wrap up because we've been going an hour. Sure, um, sure. I'm I'm between two minds. One, I did enjoy the callbacks to previous scores mm. because they're good previous scores, right? Yeah. But I I don't think uh, how to put this nicely. Um. I was kind of looking forward to a new score. Yeah, it does you know? feel it feels like they copied someone's homework a little bit. And you know when Thomas Newman got a raft of shit, and rightly so, for copying and pasting Spectre, uh, Skyfall mm. into Spectre, literally the opening of Spectre is the end of Skyfall. It's just mm. lifted the entire thing. Um, that's lazy. Yeah. Uh, this was deliberate. Yep. I'm not sure which is worse. <sighs> I, but I, oh. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because it's stunning music. But it's a deliberate. It would have been choice. nice. It would have been nice to have something new. It's a deliberate choice, James, because it's deliberately trying to invoke the connections and the emotions and the and the you know the similarities 
of the film they don't talk about in publicity. In the film that they don't talk about in publicity. <laughs> but, it, it, you know, it is, it is genuine. I mean, yeah, I, 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 look, it's John Barry, and it's amazing. It's one of the nicest bits of music there is. I, I, um, I got married to that bit of music. Um, not to my present wife, obviously, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> But you know, uh, you know, which was also kind of a bit weird for me whenever I hear right. that, and and so the, you know maybe for me that that was more of an um, uh, you know an emotionally they have more emotional connection to 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 that. I just I think it is a beautiful piece of music, um, but like you, I, I feel like it would have been nice. There's nothing. There's nothing in the score, and this is no disrespect to um, the composer Steve Mazzaro. Steve Mazzaro, um, with some with some background foghorn from uh, Hans Zimmer. Um, it you know it's it's no disrespect to, to him, but he does. He, there's no standout thing to hum, or you know, no. Everyone because because the, the motif they used from they actually used the motif of the title song. Yeah, which has been a criticism of recent scores, right? When they don't do that. Yeah, um, it, and and if with all the callbacks from Majesties, there was very little room left but, to do yeah. anything else. Yeah, with it, and I think the Cuba music was to me the standout. Yeah, because it didn't sound like the rest of the film. Yeah, but it was, it was also just like here we are in Cuba, you know. It dun, 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 dun. yeah it's, yeah yeah, and you know. <laughs> Do you remember in Octopussy when you, you go through the, the back streets and, and you've got Mark Heap juggling and all of that kind of stuff, right? Um, to kind of be like, you know, it's all done in Pinewood and it's like, here we are in, you know, in India, there's a guy lying on a bed of animals. Right. It, it, you know, in some senses, when you do that with music as well, and I know, I know that is the kind of music that you would hear there, but there is a kind of a, I don't know, it, it just, it, it sort of feels a little bit lazy in the same way that they did it with um, Die Another Day, second mention. Um, you know, when, when Bond goes... When... <laughs> Am I going to get a buzzer now every time I say Die yeah. Another Day? Oh, no, you God. get a ding. I get a ding. Well, Bill, Bill, if you're <laughs> listening to this, <laughs> there you go. It happens to the best of us, mate. Um, but yeah, you know, the bit where they suddenly go into Cuba there as well, it's like the bam, 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 and you know, it's a nice bit of music and it is kind of Cuban, but at the same time, it's also kind of like, I don't know, you don't have to do it. <laughs> did, uh, did anything stand out in the music for you, Doug, as, a, as the layman? I'll keep calling you that on this one. <laughs> it's all right. Look, I, I spent a lot of time at Comic-Cons and, and pop culture conventions, and I hear lots of conversations like this about other properties. And I just got to say, I love, I love the fact that you and your <laughs> listeners geek out at stuff like this. It just... It warms my heart to hear you picking apart the score of the movie. It just, it's just like, this is so, oh, this is fandom at its finest. I love this. This, this is great. Um, look, for me, the, the opening, the, the, the Billie Eilish song, I had never heard it. I am not an Eilish fan. I think I know one of her songs really enjoyed it. Yeah. That was, I think it set the tone for everything. It was really good. The opening sequence really good and oh, we um, haven't talked about the opening sequence no we haven't but as far as the the score goes um i wouldn't have noticed all these things you guys are talking about which is why i've been quiet for the last five minutes um for me the score either either needs to be back there to support the movie yeah. or to enhance the movie and if it doesn't get in the way 
I'm good with it. All right. Right. I thought, this, it, I, thought, I thought it was very powerful at the end. Yeah. <clears throat> Agreed. It's very powerful at the end. It never got in the way for me. It never got in the way. It enhanced the action or or the drama wherever it was inserted. It it did its job to to carry things and lift things. Yeah. Or to to enhance the the emotion. Mm-hmm. It never got in the way. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, James brought up the title sequence. Mm. Uh, Can you remember Ben when we first heard the Billie Eilish song? Mm-hmm. And on our podcast, I said, if Daniel Kleiman's listening, please don't, when Billie Eilish sings, faces from the past appear, put a picture of fucking Vespa Lind on the I screen. I remember you saying and- that. I remember you saying that so clearly. And what happened, James? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think it happened to spite you, James? Do you think he was listening I, and went, oh, I'm going to prove that son of a bitch wrong? All right. James has a double James, bluff. James has a, a a no time to die bingo card, basically, like which he's just going, yep, yep, just <laughs> stamping them off, and then he gets a free Bond movie <laughs> in twenty forty two. Twenty forty two, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I I just want to. I, I think that um, as with all title sequences, well, most of the title sequences in the Bond Bond films, they do obviously get they get. The the theme uh, is there, uh, and sometimes sometimes it's a little bit too much, like the cover of one of those pan books from uh, <laughs> right. you know, like where they've gone. What does Bond have? He has a PPK, and oh, let's throw that in there, and maybe some flowers, and you know, like a, a statue. Um, but uh, you know, there was there was thematically there was some really interesting stuff going on in there. Um, you know, like kind of sepulchral statues and. Um, also kind of weirdly like you know the 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 way the db5 is kind of like dumped into well, a yeah. yeah i mean we shouldn't talk too much about it in, in specifics but oh yeah, yeah. i say this there were themes visual themes used which really were not important to the film yes in that. yeah um, yeah but and, there and were a couple in there that there were absolutely just there were foreshadowed the, the crap out of what was coming yeah. and right. if you're in the if you're in the uk and you look at the back of a 50 pence piece <laughs> And there was a lot of that, yep. Um, which had more reference to its callbacks than the actual film. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, yeah. There was a lot. I know I, that's a riddle, but um, it is. It'll make, make sense when you see it. Wait, it will. And also, there are elements that it make you wonder at what stage in the process of production that the, these titles were done. Um, oh yeah, good because, point. Yeah, because you because there are there are things that would would probably have tied in uh, that might have been expunged or or changed i don't yeah. want, i don't want to be too well, too I'd say about it on the scale of 0 being furious only which is just a load of bubbles that had nothing to do with the film yeah. and 10 being casino royale which is rotoscoped how bond kills people in the movie sequentially <laughs> and the whole plot of the film is in there if you look close enough i think this is like a 3 or 4 yeah I think it's very, but it was very, beautiful. It's pretty, and it was it very was, pretty. Yeah, it's stunning, absolutely stunning. Yeah, um, but I don't know how close it was tied to the film. Yeah, with that, with, apart from the obvious bits, yeah, in it when they were very obvious bits. We 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 talked about this. We touched on this briefly before recording, um, and again, it it you know when we when we were talking before, we we were allowed to kind of talk about spoilers, but. Um, we just we we know that we know that there are certain elements that um just you know through the process of rewrites and things just didn't didn't connect or didn't 
emerge um which i think um when when you guys see the the movie that will that kind of oblique reference will be be much more understood right and and i'm really interested i'm really uh excited actually to to get the the feedback uh on on this film um because genuinely um being his last film there is more to talk about in this film than there's probably been in any like maybe other than casino royale there's there's really much more to kind of chew down on here um this is uh, this is quite a feast of a film really um and even the things that kind of don't make sense are something that we're going to be talking about so um yeah i i, I think this is it, it might even last until the next one <laughs> well we talked about it for five years right so. yeah yeah um, so I wanted to wrap up now and say, um, I'm going to ask you this question, Doug. Um, sure. As a general I'm movie still here. Guy, yeah, yeah, as a general movie guy, I know we went into the weeds there on the back reference. No, I, um, like I said, it's Aussie. I'm enjoying this. This is fun. Yeah. Um, as a general moviegoer, mm-hmm. uh, with friends who are like big into like DC and Marvel and other franchises mm-hmm. and stuff, where do you think word of mouth is going to take this for general audiences, this film? Is it a must or no. is it a you can wait so a few weeks to their couches they can, to their couches i i think once once all the reviews come out and once everything is told people that haven't gone to see it that that are are like me well look there's going i i think there's two camps let let, let me let me re, let me step back a second there are those who are going to go just because they want to go see a bond film it's been so long right they don't care they're not going to care what happens. They're going to see the reviews. And they're not going to care. It's just like, I want to go see a Bond film. I enjoy the franchise. There will be those. I think in general, a lot of people are going to be on their couch. They're going to hear what happens. They're going to see the reviews. They're going to be like, okay, you know, I don't know that I have to rush in for this one. And, and part of that is what's going on in the world today. Part of that is the, the ability to ingest these, these films now at home, right? We're, we're, getting, we're getting hammered with this stuff where I don't have to go to the theater anymore. I can sit and watch it. I now have that choice. And I just, I don't know, man. I think, I think people are going might lean to butts and seats at home. Well, of those two demographics, the first is very much the UK, right? I, of, I agree. Uh, yeah. of, it's like, you know, you're, you're weaned on bond as a young child, right? And, and, and going to see them is a, is a ritual, regardless of whether they're good, bad, or indifferent. Um, sure. The US is a different market. And I agree wholeheartedly that you have your fans, you have your fervent, your ardent fans. Don't get me wrong. And, and they're going to go, but I think they're in the, the minority. We get, we get hit with a lot. I mean, you know, between Marvel and, and all the properties that have been out and, and what they've been doing the last 10 years. Um, I just, yeah, I want to, so you, you went to see Shang-Chi recently, right? I did. What do you think side by side, this and that the average general U S movie going audience as a whole, what do you think? How would they stack up? Oh, uh, so clarify, are you saying how do they stack up like, cinematically? People walk or... out the door and text their friend, you've got to see this. <sighs> wow, that's a good Because um, that was Shang-Chi. considered the, the, a bit of a black sheep of the franchise. Shang-Chi Marvel, right? was great. It was a lot of fun. I think, hmm, I, I think because if this was the fourth film in five, nobody would pay attention. I mean, okay, let me, let me not piss everybody off. 
they wouldn't be as as zealous about it. I think because it is the last, because there's closure and these these character these character arcs come to an end, I think more people would be excited about going to see this one just because of what it represents, right? It does represent the end of Venera. It does there's there's closure to this. So of the two, I think this one would get a little more praise, a little more uh some more eyeballs. Mm. Um but staying power once those people that are excited to see it see it, mm-hmm. I think in the states that's going to be it. I don't I, I think week 2, week 3, mm-hmm. it's going to be really interesting to see how this stacks up in week 2 and week 3. I think one week 1 will be fine. 2 and 3 could be a different story. I, I think it's going to depend a lot on um whether that word of mouth uh includes all the spoilers. Um, mm-hmm. It will. And, it will. Yeah. Man, there were, yes. Here in America, people are just, they're nasty. Look, mm. people are going to paint this on the back of their cars. They're going to put bumper stickers on. You're going to know everything about this movie before you go in. It's just, it just happens. And you can't isolate yourself from it. It's, there's too much. There's too do much. Think, do you think it's a big mistake opening a week later? Oh, it, it should be opening everywhere right now. Yeah. Because okay. I, I think, I think when the result, when people find out, it, whether they're fans or not, it can be a deterrent. It, yeah. it just can be that that mystery that oh my god, I got to go now to see what this is about is lost. And, yeah. and giving people a week to ingest all the spoilers and the trailers and everything that's going to be on social media, I think it's a mistake. Yeah, agreed. You got to You 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 either gonna have to you know there's a there's a very famous episode of I think it's the Liver Birds or something like that where they're trying to like avoid knowing the football score. For the whole episode, <laughs> um, and it, um, yeah, that's showing my age, isn't it? Um, you can't unless you put a bucket over your head. This is this you is can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. So, and or, which which I kind of think means really see it now, guys. Um, you know, this is this is Empire Strikes Back level kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, look, this is big. This this is going to. This is going to shake things up. Yeah, absolutely. E- even even the casual fans going to raise an eyebrow and go, "Oh, yeah, okay." Roger All Moore right. in his grave will be raising an eyebrow. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, if you're if you're even a casual, my, go see it. Go go go. Drop what you're doing. Grab your wallet. Get out the door. And your mask. Because yeah, and your mask. Um, because if you wait too long, you're going to hear too much, and it will it'll skew. It'll yeah. skew what you think. It'll skew how you feel about going, and it shouldn't because it should be that exciting. It should be that mysterious. It should be that interesting as to what's going to happen, right? Uh, what, I would how are they going to close this? I would not want to have seen this. Like before before um, we, we, we saw this today, um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know that James has a, a fountain of knowledge that he occasionally shares with me. Um, but most of the time he's very good at keeping his cards to his chest. And I remember thinking, yeah. God, we really, uh, you know, why didn't James tell me this stuff? I'm so glad, <laughs> I'm so glad that I went in without the knowledge because it's a, oh, be- me too. It's, it's a better film, not knowing. 100%. 100%. Um, and that's why I think, that's why I think that, that all circles back to what you were saying, James, about, about people going in and, and what are they going to think? Uh, it just... You, you got you to gotta go in blind on this one. You just have to. It, it... Which begs the question then. Mm-hmm. Right. Take, I know it's hard to take economics out of it. 
because that's the whole reason why it's done this way. Right. But imagine a world in a world, in a world where there's no money. In a world. Where there's no money. <laughs> the best way to have released this film would be simultaneously, day and date, streaming. Everybody gets it same yeah. time, same day. Yeah. You hit for everybody Mac, for, in the face with a cricket bat at once. You for just maximum, for maximum yeah. enjoyment. Yep, yep, yep. If it wasn't 100%. for the economics. And well, here's, I, think here's the US, I think the US box office is going to get absolutely slapped week two because of this. Yep. Absolutely. Here's my question. There, at the very, 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 very beginning of this movie, there is, there is 30 seconds of, of Craig up there thanking everybody yes. for being there. And he says, this is being shown where it needs to be seen in a theater. Yeah. And I was like, really? Yeah. Dude. I know. It, it was the, it was the thing that yeah it, that actually did shake me a little bit um, just before it started to have him him say that and I know that's what I know why they're saying that and I know they're saying that they wanted it to be a cinematic release and they were prepared sure. to wait for that to make that happen um, and I agree it it would be better to see it on the big screen it is a, it is a cinematic yes. film it's beautifully shot and. Um, you know, it would be almost a disservice to not see it on the big screen if we didn't have a fucking pandemic. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah. I think that's something that you just, you've got to always keep in the back of your mind, you know, that, that, that yes, it does, it is a film that does deserve to be seen on the big screen, but it is also a film where, where you know, 650,000 Americans have died, you know. Um, well, it's it, well, just and, speaking and, of the and, economics. And, and a large part of the audience going to see it won't have full enjoyment of it because they won't be able to avoid the spoilers about this. No, film. and that's the and that's the, that's the hard thing because I mean I immediately came out of there just going, uh, I, I, like it's it, you're almost speechless, which for me, as we all know, is is, is a very <laughs> rare thing. Um, yeah, I've only known you for an hour and twenty one minutes, and yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that sorry. there's a, I'm sure there's sorry, a private, ben, sorry. private chat somewhere that we're just everybody going like, what are you? Fucking shut up! Um, but yeah, I, 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 for for a beautiful few moments, people didn't have to listen to my voice because um, it is it is such a big thing, and I just I immediately wanted to to just message James and 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 Phil, and I was like, guys, can we talk about this? And they were like, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just busy for the minute. Can we? You know, I was just like, I I was just re ready to explode with this uh, yeah. this thing. Um, and so and I was too, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I like, like we've alluded to this whole, this whole podcast, yeah. I being a casual fan was still walked out of there. Like, oh my God, I want to, I want to tell somebody, I want to talk to somebody. I want to, to, to sing to the world. What just happened? Yeah. And, 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 you, and we, we are able to show restraint on that. Right. But yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a other lot people, of people. They want people will take enjoyment out of ruining other people's lives. You know, you with, know there's going to be people breaking walking this. out of a screening. Talking about it too loudly to yeah. people waiting in line to get in. Darth Vader is Luke's <laughs> father, um, right? Yeah, you know, like that that thing from The Simpsons. Right. I I I came home and I saw the first thing I did before I sat down for this record this podcast was I said hi and she asked me about something and I said, but she asked me a volume that I'm sure everybody in the whole neighborhood heard because um, <laughs> we're both a bit hearing impaired. And so it was, it was quite funny. It was almost like, tell me all the spoilers and shout it out to like literally everyone. I was like, I, I think, I think we should probably be quiet, babe. You know, <laughs> walking down the street, it's just like, anyway. Um, but that, yeah, I, I, I think 
So my my urging would be this: um, see it as soon as you possibly can. See it as safely as you possibly can. Absolutely. Um, avoid uh, social media uh, if you if you can. If you are a fan, like. Look, there's a lot of people out there who are going to complain about spoilers on the internet. You know that exists. If you don't want it spoiled, turn off your phones. And I and I agree. Be safe about it, please. We we just we just have to these days. But having said that, am I disappointed it's not going globally, you know, at midnight wherever? Yes. But as Ben said, turn your phones off, turn social media off, get out and see it. It is it's fun for the for the casual fan. It's a great ride. It's a lot of fun. You're going to enjoy it. For the hardcore Bond fan, oh my God, you're going to love it. There are so many callbacks. <laughs> there are so many little niggly bits in Ooh. there where it's just like, yeah. you're just going to smile and giggle to yourself or you're going to raise an eyebrow. You're just going to love all the callbacks and Easter eggs in there. Yep. And yeah, just just go for crying out loud. <clears throat> we haven't said enough. Go, go, go. And then you can join us on Friday where we're going to do all the spoilers. Yeah, then you can hear then all the like... stuff. Right? All right. So with that, we talked for an hour and 25 minutes without giving anything away, I don't think. Uh, that was hard. It's yeah. hard, right? That so was hard, yeah. I'd like to thank Doug and Ben. Um, well, and thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. And then we'll, we'll reconvene on Friday, but spoilers and all, with yeah. a probably too large to manage group of people. But yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> And uh, so we'll see you next week. I'll uh, see you on Friday. See you on Friday. Bye. Bye, guys. to help was it obvious to everybody else